You're listening to Horse Racing Heroes, Episode 2, Shake the Bucket. Well, how you doing? Not so bad. Thank you very much for downloading Episode 2 of Horse Racing Heroes, the racing podcast with no betting tips or current affairs chat, and with every episode simply being about one great horse or person in horse racing, and trying to uncover a couple of uh, untold stories along the way. My name is Mark Walsh, not the jockey. And this episode, as you heard from the great Jerry Hannon there, is about Shake the Bucket. Now, if you've watched almost any Irish racing over the last decade, you'll likely have seen Shake the Bucket run. If you've ever had a bet at Dundalk, you've probably backed him there. Um, he ran a total of 120 times over an eight-year career. He won a point-to-point, he won over hurdles, he won over fences, and he won ten times at Dundalk. Ten times. And in this show, you're going to hear me chatting to Niall Slippers Madden about his beloved Shake the Bucket. Niall rode the horse on six of his wins, and as you'll soon hear, uh, the horse was very much a family pet for the Maddens. So, uh, let's get into it then, shall we? Here is my chat with Grand National winning jockey Slippers Madden, which I started off by basically being a massive fanboy and telling him I was a huge fan of Shake the Bucket. Yeah, you're not the only one. You see, he was a, he was a popular old horse, all right? He was, he was. So, we'll get into his background there. So, he was bred by your mother, Patricia. Ran in the colours of your sister, trained by your father. You rode him to win six times. Your younger brother, Tom, rode him to win four times. And going even further back, his dam was trained by your father to win five times. Her dam, Canver, was owned by your late grandfather. So it doesn't get much more of a family affair than that. So I'm guessing he was kind of a family pet first. And a yeah, well, we've had an awful lot. Well, we've, we've had all the family, really. Um, so Canver was before my time really um, but Shake the Bucket's mother was San Diego and her all her five wins I actually won on her, her for, for her five wins she was um, she she was a small old filly but she she um, she wasn't uh, she was very good to jump but she thought she was bigger than what she was she was a little bit brave she took five falls in her life just being too brave but she was just she was just small but she got the job done as I said she won five hurdle races and San Diego, then her her half-brother would have been... Or sorry, her full brother would have been your man who was placed in two Galway plates. He was a very versatile horse. He won a couple of hurdle races. He could have won eight races. And San Diego then went... When she retired, then she um, she had she had Shake the Bucket. And Shake the Bucket was just one of those horses there for a long time. He was just a horse in the yard there. I can't remember what stable name he had, but... Um, I think it could have been George, but I'm not sure. Um, he was just one of those normal horses then, and we um, we got to we got to like him very quickly. Yeah, I, I had no idea you actually rode his mother San Diego to win. So that's great. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like Ted Watson saying I rode his yeah. mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, his sire then was Ashkelani, a horse I, I yeah. wouldn't know too much about him. Do you know Do you know much about the decision to go to him or what you were hoping to get out of it? Um, at the time, I actually don't know much about the sire now myself, but at the time, I remember. We wanted, to, as I said, San Diego was 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 a small mare. She wasn't over big at all, and we wanted to go to something that was breeding big. Let's say, um, and at the time, whenever it was, whatever year it was, twenty ten or twenty eleven, or sorry, two thousand and six or two thousand seven, um, when we were going to a sire with San Diego, Ashkelani was breeding big horses. So the decision was to go to Ashkelani then, and hopefully try and get a big horse out of the mare. 
I don't mm. think he's had many winners now, but um, I think San Diego could be, or I think your Saman could be fly, flying the flag for Ashkelani. Well, Shake the Bucket was well up there in, in, uh, in his progeny anyway. Um, so you mentioned his stable name was George. I'm always interested how he, how he got his proper name, Shake the Bucket. I believe there's a, a good reason he got that name. Yeah, well, he was, um, he, he used to always live in the field and till the day he passed, he, he lived out in the field. Um, he just liked being out there. He didn't like being in a stable at all. So he lived out in the field and he wasn't great to come in as a, as a young horse. He liked staying out. And my little brother, Tom, used to bring him in when he was a young horse. And Tom probably was probably only 10 or 11, maybe. And he was always be shouting at dad, he won't come to me, I can't catch him. And dad's reply was the whole time, was shake the bucket with, you go out with some nuts in the bucket. And he liked, he liked his food all his life. So when he heard food, he'd usually come running for you. So um, that's how he got the name. Anytime you shook the bucket with a few nuts, he'd come running. Jeez. And he kept, did he stay that way his whole life? His then? whole life. He actually came better at coming in now when he did go to catch him, but. He'd always run. He'd always run up to you with food anyway. And anytime you'd shake the bucket with a bit of nuts or a bit of oats in it, he'd he'd be straight up to you. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that it's when you got the name, it wasn't really, it wasn't really named. It was just it was just one of those sayings. And when we were looking at trying to name him, that popped up. And geez, that's a great name. So he gets his name, and eventually he makes his debut as a four-year-old in uh, twenty eleven. In the point to point, so those those formative years, talk to me about those. You know, did you get the impression he was a good horse? Um, did he have any setbacks, or was he straightforward? Um, he was. To be honest with you, he was. He wasn't much good at home. Right. Um, he was. He didn't really show a whole lot at home. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. But he he went down to he went down to um John Thomas's place um as probably a, a late three year old, early four year old. And he went down there for maybe two months just to school, school over fences, right? Get him going that way. Um, change the scenery from then as well. He'd been he'd been in our place all his life, you know. Mm-hmm. So he went down there and he came back sort of a month later, six weeks later, and John Thomas said to us um, that yeah, he jumps really well. You can go where you want with him. So he went for his point to point. I think he was third first time out. He finished in he finished in front of Bally Casey that day, which is interesting. Yeah, it's it's funny when you look at old races of yeah. um where horses finished. I used to look at bumpers from years ago and you'd see what horses like Moscow Flyer couldn't win a bumper, you know what I mean? But he was yeah, yeah. he was a champion chase. Like it's just it's funny the way you look at the way horses develop quicker or later than others. But um yeah he did that anyway and I think he I think he actually fell in the point of point then as well. He eventually won his point of point in Drumahan. He actually dead heated. But um that's where he and that's and then he, he actually dead heated but if you watch the video now it's he, he was it was tight but listen he got his win anyway and we we actually tried to sell him he was for sale all the time and no one would buy him no one was interested in him um two hour really? points even after winning a point to point you couldn't there was no even after winning a four point to point and i'd say the reason we struggled to sell him was because of his sire he was an unknown sire okay um but um lucky for us we didn't get to sell him anyway because only 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 for that we wouldn't have had the fun with him August then, he goes off, 8-11 to 11 favourite in a maiden hurdle at Tremor. And yeah, you rode he was, him. He was actually second in Belliestown before that, and that's how he got his short price, I'd say. Um, he won his um, maiden in Tremor. Only just, only one ahead. He did it well, actually, that day, yeah. And good grounds. Um, he seemed to he, he seemed to enjoy that, that good ground in Tremor, you know. Yeah, and did you fancy him that day? Oh, you'd have to fancy him after his second in, in Belliestown the previous day. Um he, I can't remember what beat him in, in Bellystown that day now, but 
I'm nearly sure it was I'm nearly sure it was a novice hurdle, not a maiden hurdle. And the horse that beat him was a winner. So he was going to Tremor with um with a very big chance, yeah. His next race then is a handicap hurdle. Uh he pulls up. There are notes say he got a cut to his hind leg in running. Was that something you were on him that day again? Could could you feel he wasn't happy that day or something had gone wrong or it was one of those handicap hurdles in Bellystown or in Ballinrobe and it was we didn't go that quick and it was a rough race. Mm. Everyone was on top of each other and sort of fighting for room and I knew from an early stage I wasn't happy. Um he he just wasn't comfortable like, like he said, we've had the horse all his life. I knew he wasn't he wasn't happy and he wasn't moving spectacular after I think it was the second or third hurdle and I pulled him up very quick and realized that a horse had struck into him from behind and had a dirty cut on his hind leg, but um happily he, he recovered from it now. But he just he had a bad experience that day and I remember riding him out sort of after he recovered after that and he was just he was gone very keen and didn't he was running away from horses in behind him, let's say, you know, he didn't want it to happen again. So we made the decision then to to um to give him a few runs of flat, trying to get him to, to relax in his race again and get him enjoying himself. And he had three runs in the flat and you know, they were very moderate runs. Um and what we figured out in years to come was that he wasn't really he never actually won on the grass on the flat. All his flat wins came in Dundalk. Um, I don't know what it was about Dundalk, but he never he actually never won on the flat on the grass, but obviously he won over hurdles and fences on the grass, but he never won in the for whatever reason, he just really, really enjoyed Dundalk. Um he went to Dundalk his first time up in Dundalk. We went up we went up with no real didn't fancy him or anything, like you know, because he'd been so disappointing in his flat races, you know. And Dad said, sure, listen, sure, try and get him to, to run well, try and get him to come home, try and get him enjoying himself up here. And sure, if he doesn't act up here, we'll leave him out and have a break. And I rode him as as I did and tried to look after him. And I think I turned in and maybe last or maybe one yeah. behind me. And he just took off and he just really, really loved Dundalk. Yeah, he went that first day he went in at 18 to 1, like you say, last turning for home and wins yeah. snug enough in the end. But that's it. We went up there with no ex- expectations because he'd been so disappointing on the flat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just we just came to to figure out that he he just wasn't he wasn't any good on the flat on the grass, and he was he got to be very good in Dundalk on the all weather. That's it. I mean, he ran sixty one times there, and he won ten times, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and you know, great. like he's I I don't know how many times he ran altogether, but he was placed. He was in the first four 32 times as well as his 16 wins, you know. And so he got a bit of a cult following, I would say, at Dundalk. I read a quote from your father saying he'd hear lads saying, oh, we have to back the bucket. Yeah, well, see, back then when Dundalk was always on a Friday night and was on once a week. And the good thing about Dundalk is it's one of those surfaces where it's actually not hard on horses. They come off it. They come off the surface well, you know. And he used to be up there nearly every fortnight, you know. And mm. he, as I said, he was always running really well and was if not winning he was being being placed he was he was a fun horse to have he was always collecting money so as lads be doing you know they go to the for a few pints after work on a friday evening and the dock would be on and you know it's it's a name that you remember as well shake the bucket and you just got a cult following that way and then any lads that were having a few quid in him every week he he, he duly bright he, he he wasn't he was always there thereabouts you know as i said he was he won 10 times up there up there, and he was placed. He could have been placed maybe 20 times up there, you know. And even your brother, your brother Tom, won him four times as a claimer, once, once as a 10-pound claimer. So, I mean, he was one of his first winners. 
Yeah, um, he was actually a good He was making Carberry's first winner, first two winners yeah. actually up there. And he gave um, Luke, Luke Dempsey, I think, was a claimer at the time. He gave him a winner up there. It wasn't his first winner, no, but it could have been one of his very early winners up there. Um, do you know, so he gave, he, he gave plenty of uh, lads a, a good days up there. And another, another kind of string to his bow, you got to ride him at Laytown, the meeting once a year on the beach. Uh, was that a bit of a bucket list thing for you to get a ride at Laytown? Um, I've ridden in Laytown a good few times. I unfortunately haven't ridden a winner there. I've only the two mm. tracks in Ireland left to ride winner, and that would be Laytown and the Curra. But um, yeah, it was great to ride him up there. We said we'd bring him up and um, he, really, yeah, he actually had a really good day. We brought him up early and went out and walked in the sea for, for a while. And, you know, he had a really good day. As unfortunately, the longest race in Laytown is is seven furlongs, and it's just a little bit short for him. But I know he he ran a cracking race. He finished fifth, and he wasn't beaten all that far. But as as primarily a jump jockey, I'm guessing your your favourite day on his back, um, Galway Festival 2016, a competitive handicap hurdle. He's a 14 to one shot. It's on RTE, and he wins he wins very well. Yeah, that was a great day. It was um, I think there was um only two days when. The whole family were actually at the races. Um, as I say, mum, dad, Saran, Tom, um, myself was in Galway was one of them, and the other night was the first night he won in Dundalk. That was the only two days that the whole family were there, and it was great to, to ride the winner in, in Galway on him. It was uh, it was a great day, you know. Any winner at the Galway Festival is brilliant, and it's always great to ride a winner at Galway, and it means a lot more than to ride a winner for, for dad, um. And then it just makes it better then when it's for, for, for the whole family. Like, you know, it was great. As I said, the whole family were there. My fiance Anya was there as well. And um, it was just brilliant. It was one of those days that, that you won't forget. It just made it sweeter then that um, it was on the bucket, you know. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Was he, did you fancy him that day? Did you back him that day? Yeah, I think that. I think well, actually you have to fancy him. As I said, he always ran a good race. Um, I don't really think um, any of us really well. I don't back horses at all, but. Yeah. Dad might have tenor and something, you know, just have interest, but wouldn't really be, wouldn't really be a betting family. But um, just when they win, it's great, you know. We thought we had him right going to Galway. The ground was the ground was right from. He he was one of those summer horses that liked liked to hear the ground underneath him, you know. He um he was actually very very he very good that day. I jumped the third last maybe two or three in front of me and I said I just may wheel out here now I don't want to get boxing coming down the hill and I gave him a little bit of light and he just ran away at me down the hill I was in front an hour or two soon but um, he, he knew what he was doing he went down he, he winged the second last and jumped the last and he went away and he, he won at Snug it was probably he didn't he, looking at all his, his race he actually never won terribly far like he, he, he knew where the line was didn't do too much when he hit the front but um, I'd say it was Gal between Galway and Limerick was his most impressive wins, you know. But um, yeah, as I said, he was he was a great horse. And at, at that stage, now we he had he had a following at that stage in Galway, and um, everyone only on your meet was well done in the book. Like everyone knew him as the bucket then, and um, like he was just he's he's one of those horses that everyone latched onto, you know. And his final win then was in a handicap chase in May in 2019. He was 12 years old. Uh, you rode him that day again, and watching it back, I mean, he jumps really nicely. One, he wins pretty snug. That day, watching, just watching that day, you would have thought there was there was plenty more to come from him, even at the age yeah. of twelve. He just wins so easy, like. Yeah, we all thought that. Yeah, we he 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 hosed up that day. Um, he put in an unbelievable display of jumping. He never missed a beat all the way. Um, 
tanked the whole way through the race. I was probably in front again too soon, but his jumping got him there. I think it hit the front, the back of the, the third last. He just winged to the front, and I just got to sit on him down the hill, jumped the two the last two well. Um, yeah, he was very impressive that day, and we thought, at his good old age of 12, there was a few more races in him, you know? So I, I don't want to dwell too much on his, his passing away, but I think we, we'd better touch on it. He died of a heart attack in um, June of this year, 2020, at 13 years old. Um, yeah. I've heard your father said he was, he was flying at home. You were, you were planning on running on the following week at Limerick. So yeah, it was, tell us a little bit about that day. Yeah, it was, it was just unfortunate that with COVID-19 that it just knocked us back like he was ready to go sort of before we got locked down, you know, that we just missed a bit of, we just missed a bit of time and you know unfortunately it happened um he was working really well at home everything was everything was going according to plan the ground was right for him in limerick i think it was it was his last bit of work before limerick so like it could have been maybe 5 days before the race um the ground was going to be right for him he was great form at home he was going to the course it was last bit of work so i was riding myself in the bit of work and we were working around the big sand in the cura and we, we usually work for a lap and a half, let's say. So we'd done our, our lap and we were just turning the bend and we were just turning the bend to quicken and we quickened and just as we quickened, he was really going, like I could feel him underneath me rattling and then all of a sudden it just went wrong. I thought he was after breaking a hind leg. He lost all power in, in behind. I pulled him up as quick as I could. I knew there was something wrong. Um, as soon as I got him pulled up, then he just he, he, he hit the floor Um he he it's where he knew he waited for me to pull him up before he, he went down. He was looking after me. Um I knew when he hit the floor then it was it was his heart because he was gone as soon as he hit the ground. Um it was um very sad day. I um I'll be honest with you, I cried like like a little girl for the day. Yeah. Um it really hit me. Like. Ah, he was and I said as you said yourself, he was there all his life, you know what I mean? He was he was part of the family. There's not many horses that 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 win sixteen races, you know, and um, you know, it was it was a tough day. It was a tough day in the house. I mean, he was such a tough horse as well. Like you said, turning out nearly every fortnight at Dundalk. Even going back to his when he he fell in the point to point, he he ran and won his point to point eight days later. I mean, he was so so tough. Yeah, and he loved his race, you know, and he was he was a character in his own right then as well. He had his own little his own little things he did, you know, he. He was yeah, he was a character. Ah, listen, he's he's sadly missed and um fortunately we have a few. We still have a few the the family there, um San Diego now is finished. Um she's she passed away a couple of years ago. She um she bred a few and a few of them have won races and have been sold and um there's a, a filia mare that would be a half sister to shake the book and now she's she's um she's breeding now and She's had a winner already. Um, forget the surprise won a bumper two years ago, and lucky enough, there she's she's taken the, the um the light there now to to have to keep the line going. That's it. I was going to ask you, but forget the surprise. Actually, yeah, she runs in um your sister's colours again, so same, same as yeah. she it, So yeah, and she's she'd be um she'd be a half or she'd be out of a half sister to um to shake the bucket, you know. So she's um she's the same line as that there. Just keep the line going, you know. Okay, great. And could she find her way up up to Dundalk one of these days? She could do, yeah. She could do. Um she's actually very like him. She um she likes the the quick ground under underneath her and um she she's won her bumper and she was second last time over hurdles in, in Bellystown. Um I'm hoping that she can um 
she can do something. Yeah, she could end up in the dock as well. She's actually ran up there. She's she's not as good as the bucket, unfortunately. But um, just I think hopefully there's a few races in her. Yeah, look, looks like there's plenty of potential there anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. And there's um, there's a few more of the family coming through there now. So um, we may think of some good names. So to finish up with Shake the Bucket, then you mentioned yeah. his own little quirks. Were there were there any more little things like that that we that you could tell us about? He he lived in the when he used to bring him in in the mornings. He came in every morning. And he'd put him in, we, he lived in the same stable all his life for, for the morning. But as soon as he'd finished riding out, he'd be straight back out in the field. And he, he'd swear he knew when the last horse was out because as soon as he came back in, he'd start kicking the door, wanting to get out. Um, and he, he was always like that. He, he always knew how many horses were left to go out or who was the last horse to go out to the field or to the gallop because he knew when that horse came in, it was time for him to go out to the field. He'd kick the door down. And you know, like as soon as you open the door, he'd nearly barge out through you to get out. And yeah, listen, he was he was own little quirks. He'd he'd a great he'd a great attitude. He loved racing, loved jumping, um, he loved his food. He um, yeah, he's eat, sleep, race, repeat. <laughs> he's a smart enough fella by the sounds of it. Then yeah, he did he did. And if you watch a few of his races in Dundalk, I was um when he when he passed them, um, I got I actually got um. A USB of all the sixteen winners on on a USB just to have, mm. um, you know, because um, things go missing on sky boxes and that, you know, and things get deleted. So it's just nice to have it. And it was just we were looking at someone's race in the dock. He knew exactly where the finishing line was in the dock because mm. you can see him. He'd have a battle maybe a furlong out or maybe two hundred yards out, but the last fifty yards he just run at the line and maybe win a neck or half a length. He was very, very clever. He knew exactly where the finishing line was, especially in Dundalk, anyway. I know what I'll be doing for the next hour, watching all those races to see that then. Yeah, so I know you would. And it's only when you rewatched them, you're going, geez, he really did. Like, it was, because an awful lot of them at the time was Dundalk on a Friday night. So the actual light was on in the finishing line. So, yeah, he totally knew where it was. So, I mean, you've ridden some massive winners, namely that you won the Aintree Grand National on number six, Valverde. But, I mean, that day at Galway must rank pretty high up there in, in some of the great days in your career. Ah, listen, it was brilliant. It was don't get me wrong, it was it was a handicap hurdle for, for horses rated one oh nine or less. Like it wasn't a very prestigious race. It was a Galway Festival winner, which is always very high on my list. I love riding winners in Galway. But listen, when you ride winners for, for family, for dad who's training, mam who bred it, Saran who owns it, you know, it's it, it doesn't get much better than that. And then to have everyone there, um my uncle my uncle Hugh let him up and my fiance Anya was there, you know, it was a brilliant day and we had a few drinks that night. We celebrated well that night, um, which is brilliant then too. Like You need that in racing. And, you know, if we could have a few more like Shake the Bucket, we'd be very happy. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be wouldn't be a Galway festival if you didn't make up one of the mornings with a bit of a sore head. So, um, exactly. It wouldn't be a Galway without that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's brilliant. I Thank you so much for your time. Um, unless there's anything else you, you, you're dying to get off your chest about him. I don't think so. As no. you know, he, as you said yourself, he had a massive following and, you know, you get a following like that for being for being consistent and for for having your own attitude, and that's what he did. And everyone knew who Shake the Bucket was. You walk into any any racing pub, any person that's into racing, you say Shake the Bucket, you go, oh yeah, he's a great horse. You know, he won. He loved and dark. You know, and he did love and dark. He won ten times round there, and he was. I think he was placed maybe twenty times round there. You know, which is which is thirty times in the money out of what you say, sixty one races up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is massive, like you know, Incredible, as yeah. um, someone said to me one day, he's like, he's like an ATM. 
do you know, you run him, he's always in the money. Do you know, lads, listen, he was brilliant, you know, and um, you know, with the lads, he's he'd won 16 races. Like, I won six on him, Nathan Cross won one on him, Tom won four on him, Ben Dalton won a chase on him in Wexford, Luke Dempsey won on him, Dundalk, Megan Carberry had her first two winners on him, and Jerry Mangan won a point to point on him, you know, so like, he's after giving plenty of lads plenty of winners as well. Yes, a lot of people are, are thanking him. Um, yeah. Man, that's been brilliant. I'm delighted with that, and I really enjoyed hearing about him. As I said, I was a big fan of the horse, so uh, it's been great hearing about him. So, listen, thanks so much for your time. No problem at all. Thanks very much for 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 having me on, and um, thanks for for bringing him up again because um, he'll he'll always have a, a special place in my heart anyway. And there we have it, Niall Slippers Madden on Shake the Bucket. Uh, many thanks to Niall knew absolutely everything about the horse and I thought it was particularly touching when he spoke about his passing. So uh, thank you to Niall for being so candid and so generous with his time. Now, if you didn't know already, I'd like to end the show with some racing commentary over a hopefully apt song choice and this was a particularly easy one to choose. So please remember to subscribe to the show, leave a review, a nice one for my delicate ego please, and uh, you know, tell your friends all that. Please, do tell them. Please. And uh, listen, you can you can hear the music's already started. So here is Shake the Bucket winning that great day at the Galway Festival in 2016. The commentary is by the one and only Desi Scal, and the song is The Bucket by little band called Kings of Leon. I think they might make it one day. Enjoy! Beautiful Ben making a bit of ground on the outside of Magnetic Force and on the rail as Deputy Marshal down the hill they come. Shake the Bucket now has come through for Nile Madden to pick it up. Long journey home, Connor Brazel on the outside, Camden against the rail, Brian Hayes, Caradadi, Wildcat at Solar Heat and Lord de Beaufay just in behind. At the second last and approaching the turn in, Shake the Bucket now almost joined by Long Journey Home on the outside. There are a couple of lengths in front of Lord de Beaufay who's moved into third. Then comes Camlin and Wildcatted as they come round the bend now. The final flight and Shake the Bucket is the leader as they come now down towards the final flight. Lord de Beaufay out after him in second. Then in third is Long Journey Home and four Camlin. But well on the run in now inside the last 200. It's Shake the Bucket in front. Lord de Beaufay is running on well towards the near side. They're racing up towards the finish. Shake the bucket all out. Lord de Beaufay trying hard but going to the line. Shake the bucket will win for the Maddens. Lord de Beaufay second. Camden will just get third. Mr. Calder and Wildcat are very close.